For all of you who listen to Mackie Second Floor Studios Presents Submersion and own an Android device, do me a favor. Go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android device. I use the app, and I love it. I can search for the podcasts I want to listen to, select them as favorites, and have them all just a click away. Make sure to set Mackie's Second Floor Studios as a favorite so you don't miss any of our new episodes. Again, the app is the Podcast Republic app, available on Android devices. Episode 44. Woo! And we are down some people tonight. We have got a skeleton crew of skeleton crews. It's real tough. They're all back in the sick bay, uh, hanging out, getting treated for crabs, I guess, right? That's the classic thing? Yes. They all have serious cases of of crabs, I believe. I'm glad you said that, because that was actually (laughs) going to be what I said. Yeah. right. Everybody's got crabs. Right. Except for us, because we're clean. Right. And so it's just, we're we're flying solo. I tried to rope my brother from across the pond, and you'll see why it would make sense for this episode that potentially Patrick would have hopped on for this one, because he's over in Great Britain, and this movie has a little something to do with Great Britain. (laughs) It would have been good. Yeah. He could have popped, he could have broken out his... British accent that he has now. And he actually has watched all the films in the franchise, except for one. I'm not sure why there's only one. Why would one. he just miss one? I'm not sure why he's missed one. I actually didn't even ask which one he has missed, but- Hopefully any- it's not this one. Yeah. Anyways, I mean, we're kind of dancing around the issue. We did watch a James Bond film. Yes, we did. What began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world. Mac East Second Floor Studios takes you on the journey of your lifetime as your captains, Alex the Mustard Man, the artist formerly known as Brom, Jamie the Brain, Kyle El Capitan, and Zach the Backbone present Submersion. How's that theme song go, Jamie? You're doing it. Dun 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 dun. Bang! I'll just sing the whole thing. Great, yeah, that'd be really great enough. Yeah, yeah. So the Bond film that we watched is the 1977 instant classic, "The Spy Who Loved Me." I don't think that's even totally an understatement. I actually. I'm not a huge Bond fan. I watch a lot of the later ones, Pierce Brosnan ones. I've watched a lot of the newer ones with Daniel uh, Craig, with Clive Bark. What? Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I say Clive Owen as a joke, but no. <clears throat> uh, but except for the latest, I didn't watch like the latest one. I kind of faltered, and even even watching those recently, I I had never I never watched a full Sean Connery one except for when I was a kid. Like as a kid, we'd watch them every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But like I don't re- I don't recall anything from any Sean Connery one. So the older Bonds, I really didn't watch at all. And right. so when I watched this, I was surprised at how kind of engaging it was. I had assumed they'd all be kind of like dry old spy movies. Yeah. But at the same time- It's a lot of fun. The, uh, at least up to the Pierce Brosnan one, it doesn't seem like things have changed that much. You know, it's no. the same formula. Even the Pierce Brosnan ones, or you're saying, including- no, the yeah, I said those ones too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Pierce Brosnan, like that was, that was another kind of surprising thing. It's like, this isn't- really any different than a Pierce Brosnan one, for the most part. Right. It's all kind of the same, how it yeah. works. Yeah. So anyways, this was directed by Lewis Gilbert, and it stars Roger Moore. Yeah. 007. And I certainly don't remember watching anything with Roger Moore, any of them with no. Roger Moore. No. I've watched things with Roger Moore, obviously, like 
think it's called The Quest, starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. I think that has Roger Moore in it. Hmm. It's quite the good. The Quest. It. Yeah. Uh, Barbara, you say Bach? I think it's Barbara Bach, right? Okay. As Agent Triple X, or she has some impossible to pronounce Russian name. Uh, maybe that's an overstatement. It's Anya Amasova. Okay. Well, James <laughs> got it. Uh, our boy... Kurd is back. A Kurd Jurgens. Yeah. <laughs> As Carl Stromberg, the bad guy. Yeah. And another bad guy, Richard Keel. Right. Who is Jaws. And the heir to the Keel. Keel's soap fortune. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you who might not know, Richard Keel was also the boss in. Happy Gilmore, right? No, no, he was the, the boss? boss. He wasn't the boss. No, he was the spectator. Oh, in Happy Gilmore. Remember, he was a giant spectator who Did loved he get a Happy nail Gilmore. Through the head in the beginning. <clears throat> well, so he got a nail through the head, and that's so he was one of the he was the boss of Happy Gilmore in one of the flashbacks. Okay, and so Happy Gilmore shot a nail into his head, and so when he when he became big, he showed up in one of the tournaments and was a huge Happy Gilmore fan, and he's the one who chases after and beats up uh, the asshole guy, the bad guy. Uh, First, I thought you were going to say Bob Barker. No, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) Bob Barker lets loose. Uh, How tall do you think he is? I know how tall he is. Oh, you do? Yeah, he's seven foot three. Oh, I saw seven two. Well, I don't know. Sometimes they lie for (laughs) basketball purposes. You know how in like basketball they want to make them taller? Maybe for this Mm -hmm. movie they were like, you're seven three, you're not seven two. Yeah. Uh, We see you have an extra little layer under your shoe. And finally, last but not least, uh, Caroline Monroe. Who is in right? There. She was barely in the movie. I was actually yeah. surprised to see her keep on being listed really high up in credits or whatever. Right. She saw, shows up just very briefly in the movie. And it's not even like she's like one of those actresses who is like, oh, we really got to put her high because we got her got her in here. And she's mm-hmm. like this bombshell, like kind of pinup person who everyone's going to know. Like she was basically like a small time fantasy sci-fi actress from Italy. It was weird. Oh, really? I didn't understand it. Like I was like, wait, this is, she barely talks. <laughs> She's hardly in the movie. But, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, she was listed very high on most of the things. I almost had my timer set for 49 minutes. That'd which be perfect. Have, uh, That's exactly really, what it Our listeners would have really loved. Yeah. We would have really underestimated how long we're actually going to talk about this yeah. movie. Yeah. All, All right, right. Let's get into it. What's it open with? <clears throat> it opens up with, uh, well, the theme song kind of, but it opens really with submarines. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right submarines. away. We're right we do, into we do a very, it. We do a very brief thing where they show James Bond kind of in like the circle thing. I don't know if you had that. I had my version that mm-hmm. I watched was on uh, my own version or whatever. But uh, then it goes in straight into a submarine cruising about. And dude, this submarine is extremely roomy. Yeah. And it's, it's a, huge. It, it's a British one. I believe this was the British one that they showed first. Yes. And yeah, it doesn't look like a submarine at all inside. Um, it reminded me of this other movies that kind of had that same thing. It mm-hmm. was uh, like the abyss. I feel like it felt kind of similar to the abyss. Twelve you feel foot like, ceilings. You feel like you could just say, yeah, it's like it's like got like two rooms as part of like the main yeah uh, kind Huge. of area. Yeah, it's just like gigantic. It's not a typhoon, for <clears throat> God's sake. Right, and so they're kind of cruising along, and they start to lose power. Yeah. And everything's going crazy. So they're like, okay, we're going to blow our ballasts, head to the surface and try to figure this all out. And they head to the surface and they look through there because they look completely lose power. And they look through the um, periscope and they're like, holy shit. And then it cuts cut. on over. Smash cut. Yeah. And what happens? We lose that submarine. It is totally gone. That submarine's gone. And then we also find that there's a Soviet submarine that also – is gone in a similar way because we get some flash sideways to the Soviet minister, kind of the equivalent to uh, M, right? Yeah, M. Yeah, M's, M's equivalent. 
uh, and uh, he's kind of like, we need to bring in our best agent to be able to investigate this. And get Agent Triple X. Got to get Triple X. And it cuts on over to a love scene right. with a uh, attractive woman and an extremely hairy gentleman. Yeah. So they, they are, they're boning in some luxurious like cabin somewhere in the wilderness of Russia, presumably. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I w- let's cuddle and bone some more. And he's like, I wish I could because you're beautiful and I'm beautiful. I've got all this luxurious hair. Do you want to put your fingers through it? And she's like, yeah, obviously. And she does. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, okay, but I got like a mission to go to. I got to go to Austria. So see you later. But the way they kind of, you know, uh, do this, it makes it look like triple. Oh, I get that. She's not going to be the agent. This right, yeah, yeah. The they, it seems like it's going to be the guy and that, that he's going to think, but then they get like a little message being like, Oh, you, you have a message and he gets out of bed and she goes and says, Oh, I, I have to go back to Russia to, to talk to the minister about this lost submarine or whatever. And, and so, then, yeah, kind of little switcheroo. Yeah. Yeah. And then anyways, we cut on over to England and they got a similar situation going well, on. Well, this is, Austria. you're talking about Austria. Well, they're like, hold on. We got to send our best guy. Yeah. Like, Get 007. Well, he's on a mission in Austria. And did he's you notice Austria. this? Oh, shit. Did you notice this? What, that they were both going to Austria order? Well, no, but <laughs> they're like, well, tell him to pull out. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then okay. they cut on over and he's in a banging scene. This was, in, this was where there was a <laughs> lot of surprises here of just how many really kind of risque, uh, <laughs> first of all, there were tits all over the place mm-hmm. here. And I mean- in multiple scenes where they're tits. And I was like, wait, were Bond films are? But then I forgot that like back in the day, you could just have tits all over the place and they'd be like, eh, it's not enough tits, PG. Yeah. And so like these are all like I PG just, films. I forget it was a PG film. It's a PG all film. All the innuendos, yeah. all that well, stuff. Well, there's no PG 13 then. So there's only PG or R and there just wasn't enough in a Bond film to be like your R. No, it's all PG. Right. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> a child goes in and there's just, like tits flying everywhere. I think making the good old risque days, jokes. It really is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so I was really surprised at how many jokes there were like that. Cause it happened a lot. There were a lot of times where James Bond was just like this crazy horn dog, like so all just the could, time. could not, he just, he literally all the time. was so distracted all the time by you, the possibility. Like, how is this guy doing anything else other than like in Sex Addicts Anonymous? There were literally times where it'd be like, I got work to do. And someone would be like, but what about this lady? And he'd be like, work and wait. <laughs> <laughs> But like you're an agent. What do you t- you got to get go say yeah. something? Oh my god, he doesn't care, man. No, he is propagating the earth. It's it's better to taste the treasures of a land. It's like Jesus. <laughs> oh yeah, that was funny. But right, so there was also a really funny line here uh, during this lovemaking scene. Yeah, in Australia. In Australia, Austria, Austria, not Australia. No, no, yes. No. Yeah. Um, the woman looks at 007 and she's like, oh. I just don't have the words. And he looks at her and just says, enlarge your vocabulary. Right. Enlarge your vocabulary. <laughs> and then AKA. He just leaves right. and starts skiing down the mountain in a banana this, suit. Yeah. Yeah. Banana colored suit. Amazing, like 70s th- uh, song plan. Yeah. Green screen is so cheesy. It well, looks it's, so it, yeah, fake. It's a it's 70s, great. 70s version of the Bond theme song kind of going on. And not only that, but we, the, the woman was like a double agent. So that's where like the Russians come in. So that, that guy who was boning the triple X, agent triple X, he shows up with a bunch of skiers and they start skiing yeah. after James Bond. And he's kind of skiing about. And, uh, yeah, crazy green screen. It was, there was a bunch of like cheesy stuff in this where you're just like, I'm confused at whether this was supposed to be funny where someone was kind of like having a laugh at stuff. Dude, but- it looks so stupid at certain times. But then he like turns around and he shoots them and there's a 
incredible stunt at this point. I was like, whoa, <laughs> wait a second. Like you go from basically this crazy, stupid green screen looking thing to like legitimately a real person jumping off a cliff and base jumping off of like a ski mountain. Oh, yeah. I mean, and wait, what? <laughs> you just start seeing him free falling. Yeah. I'm like, how high up is this guy? Yeah. I mean, it was like it's a couple miles up in the air. Yeah. I forgot the guy's name, but he literally, that, that stunt man, because of that stunt, has like a Wikipedia page. It's like, this guy was a, a stunt skier and he's most famous for jumping off a cliff in The Spy Who Loved Me. I was like, whoa. He's like basically famous because he did that. And it's yeah. crazy looking and amazing. Yeah. Apparently they paid him all this money. He paid like like $30,000. Before and then, if it was successful, he got another thirty thousand dollars. Oh my gosh! Yeah, something is crazy. Anyways, what a dream! Sixty thousand bucks to jump off a cliff, parachute down. But anyway, when the parachute opens, music cuts right in right at that moment. It's the British flag, and then we get the classic James Bond credits rolling. Yeah, and so yeah, there's tits everywhere. Women doing like gymnastics nude. And yeah. a really great song. I actually really enjoyed the song too. The the the, uh, the themes are all done by different people for all the movies and stuff. And I, I thought that this one was pretty good. Dude, I was really digging the 70s um, theme music. Yeah. You know, just the awesome disco-ness of it. Yeah. And so then uh, we, we flash over to James Bond in England and he they're basically trying to figure out exactly what's going on, right? Because like, I guess I actually at this point we get a little glimpse into the bad guys layer uh, no is that after this that's a little bit after but, yeah, just, right, but right before this we see we're over in russia and we find out about the sub going missing oh, yeah, and that yeah, there yeah, might yeah, be somebody yeah. rogue going or some somebody going rogue and also we find out the triple x's lover has been killed he was the one who was shot by james Bond. whoa we don't find that out till later no but we saw it they showed it yeah and they showed his face Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they shot it. They he shot James Bond shot him, and then he fell on the ground, and they like focused on his face. Like oh. you could tell it was him. I thought it would have been just like credits, random ski guy number six. No. Okay. Sorry. Uh, and so, anyways, yeah, we kind of get a few different things going on. Both England and Russia, they know that the um, uh, that something's going on in Egypt. That basically. The key to this whole thing is happening in Egypt. They have a contact there, but someone was trying to sell. Some technology that's able to track subs. Yeah, down can there. track their wake, and yeah. that's what they were able to determine because somehow Bond got a hold of some microfilm that shows. Oh, here's the map. Yeah, they got they got microfilm that was being shopped around to basically show like we have a map of where an American sub was going when really no one's supposed to have that map. Mm-hmm. So like clearly they have some technology to be able to determine that map. And one of the reasons that this is so bad that this submarine went missing is it has 16 Polaris nuclear missiles on board. Right. And people kind of want to get their hands on that during the Cold War. Right. And so then we also get a little scene with our bad guy, Stromberg, right? That's his name, Stromberg? Yeah. yeah. Just call him Kurd. Kurd, Kurd Jurgens. And he's hanging out and he's kind of a funny bad guy. I don't know. It's a, it's a little weird as you'll see like his ultimate fate is pretty lame but like agreed so he's he's kind of this um big time marine biologist uh, anyways he has this kind of submarine you know layer slash base slash research uh lab or whatever and slash spider he's slash slash spider and so he's been they've been developing this the submarine thing he has a scientist come in who'd helped him develop it and he's like here's all your money don't worry about it and they're like oh thank god like who we're probably not gonna get killed by this guy who and but before they are allowed to leave, he's like, hey, I know that somebody has been yeah. trying to sell this thing. And he's like, honey, because he's got some lady there. 
He's like, why don't you go ahead Take and leave hike. the room? Yeah. Why don't you go to the elevator? And then she goes up and he hits a button and drops her into a shark tank. He's yeah. like, I knew you were selling these secrets. You were the one selling it. And she gets eaten by a shark. And then they're like, oh, shit, we better get out of here. So they they kind of like, oh, sweet. We'll just take this helicopter. Don't worry about it. And they he gets they get on a helicopter, the scientists, and start flying away. And Kurt Jurgens is just like, and blows it up. And it's just like, fuck you guys. Yeah. That was so funny. <laughs> just, you know, just this time, Eric, because he's like, I will have $10 million each transferred to your Swiss bank account. They cancel the transfer. Yep. <laughs> and so anyways, yeah, so we, they, he knows he's not, I mean, obviously he's not happy about it, but like he needed these trackers. He didn't want them sold, but someone within his own party was kind of selling them. And now mm-hmm. that allows Bond and Triple X to kind of get on the, the trail. Yeah. And so Bond heads to Egypt. They have a contact there, uh, which I'm kind of forgetting the the name of, but. I can't remember anyway. He looks like he's Lawrence of Arabia, man. He yeah. is like full on Egyptian mode. He yeah. is. Got the whole garb on. He's riding camel. Those yeah. camels are hauling ass. Yeah. And Kurt Jurgens also sends two of his agents to kind of like kill whoever is kind of tra- trying to track these kind of the, the, mm-hmm. the submarine thing. One of the thickest, most stout men on the planet. Yeah, which you kind of knew he had to die because the other guy was Jaws, who was like a super famous Bond uh, villain. So oh, yeah. you're like, okay, this guy's going to be the real deal. And it turned out to be true. I mean, it was kind of crazy how much kind of more important Jaws was than almost anyone else in the movie. Like he was, right. he was around all the time. Oh yeah. Yeah. So anyways, he, he's also in Egypt. And so, uh, Bond is trying to like set up a meeting with a guy and it turns out that triple <laughs> X has already set up a meeting with that person as well. Mm-hmm. But anyways, this is one of the times you were talking about where <laughs> Bond is in this tent meeting his, meeting his the contact. First contact. Yeah. Yeah. The first contact. And. The guy's like, oh, you know, you should uh, you should stay here for the night. He's like, no, no, no. I, I really can't. should go to the meeting. Yeah, I really got to. Like, it's pressing. This is really pressing. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's you know, potential nuclear war about to break out. Don't and worry about like, it. And he's like, dangles this hot woman. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, well, what does he say? What's he say? He says, I'm like, like uh, it's, it's always it's always good to taste the treasures of, of like, a land or something like that. Yeah. Or sample the treasures of a land. It's like, Jesus. James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how about you hold it together for a little bit and try right. to do a mission? He's just like, I gotta fuck. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just gotta fuck. <laughs> he's like, it's only been like four hours. Yeah. I'm freaking out of here. Yeah. He's he's clearly a sex addict and we yeah. should probably talk about it. I mean, it's it comes up multiple times. Multiple times. And if you want to get that guy killed, like it almost literally happened. But yeah. He, he doesn't, it doesn't take a lot for him. Like James Wan is like a bad spy because then he goes for that first meeting or try to find the guy he wants to meet up with mm-hmm. and he goes there and there's a woman there and the stout guy's there as well uh, going to try to kill Bond. The lady tempts Bond for like five seconds. Like literally just like, oh, hey, how about you want to smooch me? And he's like, I'm digging it. I'm into it and starts smooching her. And it's only because she has kind of a change of heart at the last second that she like goes, no, and like gets in front of the bullet by the stout guy. He would have been straight up killed. Because he yeah. could not stop himself. <laughs> it was really weird, though. He couldn't because, help it. Because wasn't that the wife of the guy he was trying to meet anyway? I think or so. Or something? I, I don't know. And she's like, why don't I just bone this uh, sexy agent? And then it's like, I'm going to sacrifice myself for him, too. Yeah. <laughs> I love him so much. Let's take yeah. a bullet. And so James Bond runs to the top of the thing, beats the shit out of the stout person. Oh, yeah. Uh, gets doesn't, in- doesn't even care about the woman. Yeah, no. She could have been okay. I don't know. Gets some information of where the big meetup is going to be happening and lets the stout guy fall to his death. Got a license to kill, and he kills a lot of people. 
And so anyways, he heads to the pyramids where this meet is happening and sees Triple X meeting with the guy. And it's like, oh, shit. So he's kind of waiting out, trying to find an opportunity to potentially talk to the guy as well. Mm-hmm. And he gets all freaked out because he sees Jaws, this giant kind of standing there. <laughs> like a light just shines It was so weird. Yeah, it was, it was a very strange display. They were watching some kind of like presentation about the pyramids and a light kept on shining on Jaws. And, and I thought, I like, is, is he the one giving the presentation? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I'm Jaws, here to give the presentation. <laughs> also, he never speaks. No, no. Not in the entire movie. And so then he runs. So the guy that James Bond is trying to meet up with runs into the into the kind of the pyramids and Jaws follows follows him, and he tries to lock lock the door, but Jaws has these metal teeth. Obviously, it's super famous. If you don't know about it, look up a picture or something, I guess, or watch mm-hmm. the movie. But he like bites through the lock to get, be able to get to him, and eventually just uh, bites his neck, which is like his go to move. is almost like a Dracula type thing. I don't know I didn't think that was going to be it. No, he but like it crushes. Was. Yeah, he he like crushes the people's jugular veins or whatever. Oh yeah, jugular, and then you know they bleed which, out. I wish there was more blood. Yeah, it was weird a little bit that they didn't bleed so much, but yeah. Yeah. Anyways, he he kills him and. Kind of runs out, and James Bond is there, like freeze. But then, the, like the lights go out, so Jaws gets away. And all right, so up to this point, Jaws is just lumbering around. He's not yeah. a fast guy. Nope, not at all. But then, as soon as there is like a split second, mm-hmm. he's able to completely get out of view. Yeah, you'd think James Bond yeah, would just right. look slightly to his right and be like, "Oh, there he is." Yeah, like oh, you, dude, you only took one step. Yeah. <laughs> But anyways, Triple X rolls up and she says, oh my God, you just killed that you guy killed that I was meeting you with. You killed that guy, man. And he's like, no, no, man, it wasn't me. And then she sicks two of her henchmen. I don't know where she got them. I have no idea either, yeah. But he's like, totally beats the shit out of them. She's like, I like this dude. He's like, wait, is she a woman? Yes, I like her too. Because yeah. I am a sex addict <laughs> and it doesn't matter anything about the person. I'm yeah. going to bone her. And the next scene, they're meeting at a bar. Yeah, straight up. Already, they're buying drinks for each other. She wants a something or other. He wants a shaken, not stirred mm-hmm. classic or whatever. But they, they each kind of know each other's drinks. It's kind of supposed to be the the funny thing is they know who, who they each are because they're both spies. So even though we've never seen her before in a James Bond film, like – James Bond knows who she is. She's triple X. Yeah. Like, obviously. And She's knows, famous. Knows her drink. He, She knows his drink, et cetera, et cetera. So they kind of flirt for a second. But then he's like, I got to bounce. I got like a pretty important meeting. Don't worry did about you notice it. the total dick move he did here? He left without getting the drink, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which they did bring up. Yeah. Because it, it gave her a reason to come find him. But right. I was like, wait a minute. What? Yeah. I just leave? Yeah. Uh, and so he goes to meet like this person, the person who has the the tracker or whatever, or the I guess the microfilm that details how the tracker works. Yeah. And starts bidding. He's like, okay, well, the person who's supposed to come here isn't going to be here, but I'll bid on it. And then Triple uh, X comes up and she's like, I'll also bid on it. And so they try to get into Ooh. a bidding war a little bit. But then the guy gets a call and he's like, oh, shit, I got to take a call, man. Uh, I'm just going to head over here. Don't worry about it. I probably won't get killed by Jaws. So you just wait here. And so he goes off and gets killed by Jaws. Yeah. And Jaws takes the tracker. And James Bond is like, oh, we probably shouldn't have let him go to that telephone without maybe watching him or something because someone might have come up and killed him by biting Biting his neck. neck. Right. And then he goes over and is like, oh, shit, that happened. And he's dead. And what's he do? He he leaves evidence as if he killed – like he basically puts his fingerprints all over something and lays it on the body. It's like, (laughs) come on, man. dude, there was was a phone booth (laughs) right there. Yeah, and he takes an out-of-order sign and puts it on the dead guy. (laughs) It's like, what? Oh, man, do that? A police investigator who found that body would be like, well, we have the killer. Yeah. He's got, yeah, fingerprints, calling card. got fingerprints all over this out of order sign he laid on the body. It's mm-hmm. like, what are you doing, James Bond? You're the worst spy. You can't – you get tricked by ladies because you're a sex addict horn dog, and you just like leave evidence as if you are committing crimes everywhere. Right. Probably M – whatever, M6 or whatever he's part of yeah. is like – 
God, fuck this dude. Man, yeah. come on, James Bond. I can't believe you gave him a license to kill. They're sending him on these suicide missions because they're like, it's got to happen at some point, God, right? Got rid of him at some point. Come on. <laughs> and so they pile into the van, the telephone repair van that Jaws is driving. Because he and disguised himself as to sneak into this yeah. bar, which looks like anybody could have got into anyway. And so he starts driving and they think they're all clever. They're kind of like talking in the back of this van and like real like flirty, like whatever. And of course, Jaws is like a microphone in the back of the van. So he's hearing everything they say. All right. What idiots. If you were in the back of a van. Would you talk all that much? No, with somebody that you're trying that who's been trying to kill you and you're trying to get the jump on them, I would not talk at all. I wouldn't talk at all either. It's so weird. Like the, you, they're leaning basically leaning against the thing talking. Wouldn't the guy? Wouldn't Jaws? Even if he didn't have the microphone, be you like, could hear something. Why is someone? Sounds like someone's talking. Like right. kind of in my ear. Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. There's like a. <laughs> I mean, an eighth inch of metal separating <laughs> us. Yeah. They're like moving around. Like, it's just like, come on, just be better spies. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so he, knowing that they were back there, he kind of drives into the desert to these ruins and basically lures them out to fight them. Mm. And so they, they kind of, tr- they leave the van. Bond like takes the keys as like, cause he's like slightly smarter than triple X. They're both dumb as rocks, but like he, he's slightly better. Yeah. And. They run after Jaws. They get in a big fist fight, and Jaws is going to kill James Bond, but Triple X has a gun. Is like stop, and then they they're able to eventually kind of get Jaws to hit and collapse like a piece of the building on him. So yeah, he hits some dead. scaffolding, and yeah. you think Jaws was dead, but the, but then the, you see his hand come up from yeah, the rubble. So he becomes almost like a, a an unstoppable force, which is really fun. It's actually like a really fun aspect of the movie. Yeah, is that Jaws never really dies. He always just kind of like shaking his head, like ooh when something crazy happens yeah because then they get in the van and she's gonna drive off without him james bond and he comes in and has, has the keys and like well thanks for abandoning me like right. come on like whatever and they start to drive away but don't worry but jaws yeah jaws stops it like literally grabs the van and it can't move anymore he, like lifts the tires off the he ground starts, and shit. he gets on top and just bare hands. he's not even biting into anything just like rips just rips starts peeling the metal back on the roof of the van and she's trying to get away but she's like can't drive stick or something like that and then oh yeah james bond with his classic line here misogyny like yeah <laughs> it's like ooh, women drivers it's like women are objects uh sex objects for me and also they can't drive and it's like jesus <laughs> <laughs> come on 007 yeah. you animal <laughs> get to the new centuries isn't this the age of like feminism or something jesus christ so anyway, like th- this battle with the car goes on for a while. I mean, they're trying to drive. He literally lifts the back end up so they can't even move the car. They back him into the wall. Like again, it's unstoppable force. They back the van on uh, up with Jaws on, on the back of the van into a brick wall. Mm-hmm. And Jaws just gets up afterwards and like runs after the van. <laughs> it's like, whoa, like he would literally have like crushed and broken his hip like in yeah. multiple places. It's crazy. Not hey. Jaws, man. Not Jaws. Presumably, I guess maybe his bones are all metal. I have no idea. I hope so. Yeah. One would think. Anyways. Uh, So at this point- The car breaks down and they have to walk like a million miles to, I don't know, some some river. Yeah. They get on a boat because James Bond can speak Egyptian- and or Arabic, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then they start hooking up on this boat, straight up hooking up. Because what are they talking about? What's what is a woman's biggest turn on? Uh, I actually can't recall what is Siberian survival. Oh, tactics. that's right. Yeah, yeah. So they're talking about they're talking about survival tactics. It's all about like 
body warmth or whatever. Oh, yeah. And then he's like touching her leg and she's like, can I have a cigarette? And he's like, oh, just when it was getting good. And then she blows some sleeping powder in his face. <laughs> and he's like, fuck, I'm asleep now. And then he falls asleep. And I wish we could have seen his dream. That's all. It was. He's just so pissed. <laughs> or, like, Damn it. Or him kind of just like walking around and there'd be a lady be like, oh, hi. And he's like, I'm going to bone you. And then like five minutes later, he'd be like, I'm done with you. And like walk along and another lady would come up and be like, I'm also boning you. And he'd be like, Jesus. <laughs> so I even dreams like a horn dog weirdo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, anyways. so he wakes up and he's kind of like, where did she go? And all the... The Egyptians are like, you're an idiot. You look like an idiot. Mm. Why are you wearing a suit? Like, we're all dying here in the heat. And so then he heads to some uh, kind of secret room inside yeah, a pyramid. I guess it's like kind of a safe housey type thing where M is and also Q and the Russians are as well. He's surprised to find that the Russians are there and he's like, mm-hmm. fuck. Like, I'm going to kind of end up being a little embarrassed. Cause one thing is he also looked at the microphone, like the microfilm when he was on the boat and figured out that it wasn't really all that important uh it wasn't super duper informative just from a uh technical standpoint like they're not going to be able to remake the tracking machine or anything like that from it no and so um he the russians are like oh hey we got this thing like she's much better than you and james bond is like well it's not really super useful we should probably analyze it together with q who's much smarter than everyone in this room because we're seriously dumb and then maybe m and his other persons maybe they're a little smarter but yeah. q's way smarter anyways and they start then they cut over to q and he's making all sorts of crazy contraptions like Weird. some guy's smoking a hookah and then like he can turn it and it shoots bullets out uh what else did they have they had some kind they of seat that you just sit on and it like explodes upwards they had one spring. where something where like a like a spike shot out of something and they had one where it shot like this this oh wow really i couldn't I, really we've been talking for that long we have got to speed this up well, I, the problem is, is James Bond is such a horn dog that we couldn't stop talking about yeah. how he just wanted to bone ladies. So I blame James Bond and how he needs to get to the 21st century. Well, don't worry, man, because in the next scene, like you just cut on over and him and Triple X are in a train and that's well, all he's thinking about so is bone and ladies. You, you did skip over the most important part of them analyzing the thing, which is they basically analyze the microfilm and they find out that there's like a, some evidence that it points to Stromberg. Oh, yeah. So they're like, oh, you know, and they, they kind of show off their smarts. They're like, oh, that kind of looks like a, a symbol for like something or other. And then- She's like, oh, that's a, that's like, oh no, he's like, that's Stromberg's symbol. Like he's got a lab in something or other. And she's like, no, it's actually in this other Sargento or something like that. Sargento cheese, uh, Italy. All right. So anyways, they get on the train yeah. and- They're heading to Italy. Yeah. Yes. Bond wants to bone. Straight she's up. She's shutting it down. Right. But guess what? When it's time to go to bed, she opens her closet door and what inside a tiny- train closet is waiting for her but like an eight foot tall man jaws, jaws ready to kill her yeah. so she he starts to he like overpowers her she's trying to scream and stuff like that and he's about to kill her but james bond hears the scream comes out pops some champagne over his head then gets like in that's gonna stop that guy. no and then he gets in this big fist fight with him and eventually he's able to kind of do a little trickery and push him out the push him out the train window so now <laughs> the train's like totally open to the uh environment which kind of sucks for them yeah and so he's like it's a little drafty in my room. <laughs> you know, we also see Jaws kind of brush himself off and kind of walk away. Yeah. So he was fine. He he just fell out the window of a speeding train. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And but like didn't uh, even stain his white jacket on his suit. Right. And so then James Bond is like, It's a little draft in my room. Do you mind if we bone in this one? She's like, Fine. Yep. <laughs> I guess I guess you earned it. You earned it because you saved my life. So yes, we will bone now. 
And then they get they get to Italy where they're going. Q shows up, gives them an awesome car. It's the Lotus E Spirit S One. It is one of the most famous cars from James Bond. It is super cool, and it's not just famous for being super cool, but it's also super cool for another reason, which we'll talk about. Oh yeah, and it's relevant to this podcast. Mm-hmm. So now, then, all of a sudden, they make their way to a hotel. Yeah. They're pretending to kind of be like newlyweds of sorts. Uh, mm-hmm. They are kind of falling in love, although they don't, they don't want to admit it. And it's kind of weird because they're like, it's the Cold War. Obviously, it's Cold War month. We didn't even talk about it. We didn't even sing the song or anything like that. But it is Cold War month. Because we knew we just had to get right into it. We had to because we were definitely going to speak for 40 minutes about this movie. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that's going to be really weird for like a Russian and American or uh, British spy to be like in love or whatever. Definitely. Yeah. Well, they're, you know, all spooning and stuff at this hotel. They have a meeting set up with Curd. Straight up. Curd Jurgens. And he sends Naomi to come pick them up. (laughs) This scene was so funny to me. They are hauling ass in this boat into what is clearly a no-wake zone. I mean, they're maybe like (laughs) 15 foot from the shore going 40 miles an hour. There's people swimming. You're like... What is going on here? Yeah, you may not know, but Kyle's actually a, a boat lawyer. Um, oh, so yeah. he knows all about no-wake zones and the, kind of the dangers of that and, and kind of the law that governs the no-wake zones mm-hmm. specifically. Because you're that's like your specialty. Boat law. Yeah, boat law and specifically where you can or can't create wake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I started out by studying law. and <laughs> Then you studied boats. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I studied boat law. Right. It's a little throwback to last week's episode. Uh, and so <laughs> they end up going out to Kurt Jurgens, and he's basically like, oh, hi, fake name that James Bond is using. You are definitely a marine biologist. Tell me about marine biology. And James Bond is like, um, fish. And Kurt Jurgens is like, sure, you sound smart. Anyways, look at this hand I got in a fish tank that clearly I killed someone in. And also, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I'd be so <laughs> mad if that was the meeting. Because James Bond, like, yeah. Dragged his ass to Italy. You take a boat ride out there. Jurgens literally meets with him. Jurgens him around, really. Yeah, yeah. Classic, classic Jurgens, just jerking him around. Him around, yeah. Uh, I mean, what do they meet? Maybe like forty-five seconds. Right, at most, yeah. <laughs> and then James Bond leaves. He kind of like catches up with his, you know, honey, who's pretending to be a secretary, which is like really insulting. And they're like, "Let's get out of here. Let's get the fuck out of here." And they leave. And then Kurt Jurgens immediately brings in Jaws. Like, was that him? And Jaws is like. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah, kill him. <laughs> like, Jesus why Christ. Didn't he, he blew just up kill those him. scientists. I know, yeah. Why didn't he just blow them up? I have way no too idea. Easy. I think it's because he's got to keep Jaws happy, right? It's kind of like feeding the center in basketball. Like uh-huh. if you have like a big center in basketball, you got to feed him the ball or else he's going to get unhappy. Because you're just shooting threes, he's like bored in the middle. You got to feed him every once in a while, keep him happy. Gotcha. Feed the giant. All right. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. So anyways, they're speeding away in the Lotus and all of a sudden they start getting chased by a helicopter. Sure. And who's piloting that? Naomi. Right. Yeah. Not for long, but uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it didn't didn't work out great for her. Yeah. So, anyways, there's a nice chase scene and it is a pretty good chase scene. Yeah. Yeah. We got what is it? Motorcycles, cars, everybody all over the motorcycle Lotus. with a sidecar. Yeah. Was there a reason why he had a sidecar? I'm not sure. I didn't. There was never anyone in the sidecar, right? I don't think so. No, he just had a sidecar in it. I've always wondered that whenever you see a car chase in a movie. You know, somebody's on a motorcycle. I mean, granted, motorcycles are very maneuverable. Sure. But with a car, you just bump it. It's over. Right? Yeah. So then maybe that's why you have the sidecar. Let's discuss why you had a sidecar for the next 15 minutes. All right. I'm down. Okay. And so, then, yeah, there's a motorcycle. There's the helicopter. And they 
how does he blow up the helicopter again? He kind of right, like so, maneuvers. Right, so, he kind of like maneuvers around, and it's actually pretty cool to see the helicopter fly. Yeah, he like quickly turns around. The helicopter quickly turns around. Then he quickly turns around again, and the helicopter quickly turns around again. It's like, oh, yeah. oh shit! I've never. All I don't think it. I've ever seen a helicopter actually do all those. So the way he That's takes down the helicopter, takes the car, shoots it off a cliff, oh. into the water car becomes a submarine oh that's right and then also they launch uh, a sea to air missile right and then blow they, up the i forgot helicopter. about that J- jaws also was there he got bumped off the road in the car and he, oh, he crashed yeah. into a house and just like walked out of the house yeah it's like a funny. cartoon it's, it's pretty crazy at times that this movie turns into almost like a cartoon oh yeah anyways yeah so then yeah that was great the, so that he t- he drives the car off a dock it becomes a submarine straight up and he, they shoot a <laughs> Oh, dude! Yeah, it's incredible. Was a sea to sea to air sea to air missile missile Just straight up into the helicopter up. and blows it up. And well, uh, poor what's her name Naomi, who's she, all over the credits. She definitely deserved that really high credit for being in the movie <laughs> for five seconds. Uh, and then they they take this submarine over and they're going to um, basically check out the base, right? Yeah, but don't worry, man. Stromberg has these little dudes out there ready to fight the submarine. And I will say, while this wasn't a super impressive fight scene because it actually looked kind of lame how like not very maneuverable and cool the car was as a submarine mm-hmm. i was impressed that they decided to go with it oh in yeah the end. like they did do enough to kind of be like okay we it's usable and i feel like that yeah. must have been really really hard to make it look super usable like oh, the, the yeah. footage. it would have been so hard to kind of coordinate how to have this stupid kind of probably terrible car submarine actually look kind of cool in the water when it was Probably super slow and shitty. Yeah. Especially with some of the other effects that I will get to later. Uh, yeah. That they made this look so decent. Yeah. So then they expl- they they get kind of a bomb. They, they kind of get a bunch of people. They see what they need to see, which is essentially that they have these submarines. Or no, what do they have in there that they see? They see- Nothing, really. He looks in there and they, they say, okay, yeah, we know that something's going on. Anyways, they see something. Yeah. So anyway, they make light work of the, the attackers and then, and <laughs> this scene really cracked me up, they take the car and they drive it onto a beach where there's all these families and there's a guy drinking a bottle, you see, and then when the car pulls out of the water, he looks back at the bottle to check what he's drinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he, uh, yeah, so what they what they see is they see, they confirm that he is using the illegal tracking device. Mm-hmm. So that's what, that's that's what so, it that's is. That's the only reason they did it. Yeah. Okay. And so then uh, at this point- There's a little animosity yeah. now between 007 and Triple X. Triple X finds out that he killed her lover and she's basically like, I do like boning you, but- I'm going to uh, kill you. I'm going to kill you when this is all over. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, uh, but, but we can still have sex, right? And she's like, yes. And he's like, okay. Um, That's all he cares about. It, literally all he cares about. He's like, I could probably die. It's fine. Uh, and then- um, Now our agents- There's so much that goes yeah, they, on. They like, go on so to the much. submarine. Yeah. They get, yeah, they get lowered onto a submarine. Thank God we're back on the submarine. Yeah. And the then, submarine is tracking the largest tanker, second largest tanker after in the, the world, marks, yep. in Stromberg's fleet. Yeah. And so he's got this thing and it never goes into port. That's how they know it's probably doing something nefarious. It's never picking up any cargo. What the fuck is that? And so they start to track it. And of course, one of the big tensions here is James Bond is like 007, licensed to kill. Also, little known fact, licensed to pull out his dick on a submarine. And that causes a lot of tension among the crew because now there's like two people with dicks out. Yeah. And everyone's like, but who do we listen to? And it's like, I'm sorry, it's 007. He's like a secret agent. He's allowed to do it. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> um, so the sub, while they're tracking the tanker, all of a sudden they lose it. Tank, huge tanker just goes away. 
and then they surface, and all of a sudden well, the tanker's they, right on them and having, swallows they're them. They're having all kinds of electrical issues too, and they're like, just like what we saw in the beginning of the film, they surface, and yeah, it's right there, and they're like, it's going to fucking destroy us, and then the it tanker opens, opens up. up like a clam or whatever, and they go right in to the yeah. tanker. And then they got three subs in there, and now we're talking. This is also very confusing as why they why did they need that sub before they launched? No idea. They yeah, did not so need weird. that sub. It seemed like they could have, Stromberg's plan is to destroy the world mm-hmm. and start over. So basically- Right before submarine six blue or blue six or whatever, blue submarine number six. Yeah. This is more or less like right before that right. start of that movie where like a crazy scientist decides to start the world over by destroying the world and then creates all his like minions of the of the sea. Yeah. It's, That's what we got here, It's man. a direct extension from that movie or prequel to that film. And uh, so, yeah, I, I didn't understand why he couldn't have launched the missiles before. It seemed like all he needed was two submarines. And he had them. Right. And he already had them to be able to launch simultaneously to – oh, I know why. Never mind. They needed the the targets for America. I'm not sure oh. why they necessarily needed the British submarine in the in the place. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. One of, the, one of the things that was great here, though, when the sub pulled in to the tanker, they had to communicate to the guys, get out of that submarine. And they go and they put this thing on the side of the submarine. Okay, yeah. The Limpet speaker. Limpet speaker. <laughs> Straight up. Shout out to Mr. Limpet. Yep. And <laughs> that's how they communicate with him. Yeah. So they all get out. They get, they're basically captured. They find Barbara Bach, uh, AKA Triple X, uh, in, uh, among the crew. And he's in Stromberg's basically like, me likey, bring her. Uh, she's now my prisoner personally. It's like gross. <laughs> and then uh, James Bond is kind of like just considered. Uh, normal prisoner. Normal prisoner of sorts. Which is so stupid. Yeah. You just should have been like, all right, you get a bullet right here. So his whole crew take the submarines out and he kind of explains like, sorry, bros, like we're totally going to bomb Moscow and bomb Washington, D.C. And the world will be destroyed because those are going to trigger everything else in the world. And it'll just be a nuclear wasteland except for under the sea where I live. And then we will create a world anew with me. And James Bond is like, fuck that. And so, and then he stages some kind of like uprising. Yep. He's able to break free of custody, and he starts freeing all the other captured submariners. And a, an epic grenade battle ensues. Yeah. People are just throwing grenades left and right. It's awesome. It is just like Call of Duty before they changed it. <laughs> yeah, they just killed going crazy. They killed like a hundred people, and oh, then yeah. they, they're able well, to, just with grenades. Yeah, they were able to blow their way into kind of the control tower of the submarine base or the tanker. Mm-hmm. And they are able to, they're like, oh, what are we going to do? We can't really stop them in three minutes. And he's like, what we can do though is we can change the targets that they're shooting at. And so they quickly change the targets to be each other. So now yeah. when the submarines do launch and Stromberg seemingly like a Dumbo has no idea that this is happening. They launch and you just see them shoot at each other and then blow each other up. And so now the submarines are totally gone. Stromberg's plan is shit at this point. Oh, yeah. And uh, the tanker starts to blow up. So James Bond is like, rally the troops. Let's get out of here. But before this, Stromberg escapes on an escape boat and probably the worst special effects oh, I've ever yeah, seen yeah. in my entire well, that life. that even happened before because he went to his he, – he, he went from the tanker to his secret yeah. base anyway. So they – and it was literally like, like uh, puppets, figures, right? Yeah, it was like Action figures inside a like toy plastic boat. toy boat yeah. shoot out of this thing and they're even zoomed in on it. Yeah, it, it's very, very clear and it's at one of those times where it's like, were they joking? Were they like – tweaking or like yeah. just like kind of like jabbing at people to be like, yeah, fuck you guys for watching this. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so anyways, Bond escapes on the submarine and they are going to go and they're going to blow up Stromberg's base. But Bond says, hey, whoa, my lady's on that 
base. So give me 40 minutes. And oh, a actually, tiny little jet ski with actual skis. Yeah. And he's like, oh, right. Yeah. And this, you know, this was before jet skis. Oh, really? Yeah. So this is this is one of the things that popularized jet skis. So you can even see on the side, they called it a water bike. So oh. it was before the term jet ski even existed. So this is this is one of those things where it's like it became wildly popular afterwards as this is Unreal. kind of a toy. And they were, you know, as James Bond things often were, they were kind of like looking for like weird kind of toy things for him to use that would be like kind of secret agent-y. So a water bike was one of those things Good that Lord. he was on. Yeah, very early jet ski. Crazy. Pretty awesome. And so he ended up in the he ends up in this uh the in the base. He meets up with Stromberg and talk about an non very not very illustrious ending to a, a main bad guy or something he's sitting at a table and he's like uh bon, i was expecting you how about you sit across the table from me and i was expecting him to like try to put him like he, he tries to get him into the water tank through the elevator but john bond is like hey i'm just standing on the sides like fuck you like it didn't work yeah and he's like okay i'll sit over there and then he has this long tube from a gun like pointed at bond and he just can't help but like kind of tip off bond he's like well, I hope you have a nice dinner. And Bond is like, oh shit. <laughs> like quickly gets out of the way but of this, his gun. He doesn't even shoot like a bullet. No, it shoots like a, like a like rocket or something. Yeah, yeah. And it's so slow. Super it's slow. Not a bullet, dude, done. And then James Bond gets up. Stromberg is like, hey, that's weird. I didn't kill him. And James Bond gets up, put, points his gun into the tube, and is like, how about you have a very Merry Christmas or some shit? And then shoots him <laughs> through the tube, and he Stromberg just dies. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> End of Stromberg. But don't worry, man, because Bond is about to escape, and he runs into Jaws. Right, and the real villain of the movie shows up. It's almost like they were like, Stromberg, a really great bad guy for us. And then they were like, oh, Jaws is way cooler. Fuck Stromberg. Jaws <laughs> can't, just, he literally can't die. Let's fucking kill him. And yeah. then they're like, Jaws, this is going to be the real battle. And so they have one last battle. They kind of duke it out. Jaws ends up in the the shark tank, and he actually bites the shit out of a shark. He kills a shark. Yeah, and then the whole- the whole place starts to kind of like fall apart because the uh, the the submarine shot up the the base, and so James Bond and he frees Barbara Bach and she gets all wet, so she's like looking like extra sexy. It's real. It's like oh wow, okay. I can't believe James Bond is actually able to focus for a second, and actually get out of this thing. Because <laughs> I would feel like he'd be like, "How about we just stay here and bone real quick?" He's like, "Well, no, we actually have to escape to live." He's like, "Oh god." He's like, "But <laughs> oh, look at this. This escape pod I found also has booze and a nice bed and all sorts of <laughs> oh candles." And like what a, is this? This is where you know that James Bond actually died. This is all in his imagination <laughs> as he like sinking to the bottom of the ocean right. in the submarine. He's like, "Yes, yeah, so I'm just boning one last time in this tiny submarine bed with champagne." And it's like, "Okay." Yeah. And then they also don't show Jaws dying because you know that they realized Jaws was amazing as a character, and it's like we need him for another movie, and it. Turn out to be case. Next movie, he's actually also in that. Yeah. And uh, so they go away. They get caught by their superiors banging. Yeah. They're like, well, we better, about not, embarrassing. we better not let anyone know that we're totally banging. And I decided not to kill you and become best lovers forever and ever. Ooh. And then they, they float right into an area where Q and M and the Russian equivalent are looking at them like, what the fuck, guys? Come on. Right. Probably it's like a matter of course. Probably M's like, not again, Bond. <laughs> this is the fifth time this week he's boned one of the enemy spies. He just looks back. You guys checking for crabs? Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's got crabs. For sure. Uh, and that's basically the end, right? That's the end, man. That, yeah. went, that went pretty long, but there is so much going on. There's so many different scenes. Like we were in Egypt for half the freaking movie. What are we doing there? Also, it's just me and you, so we can go as long as we want. Yeah. But like the whole Egypt scene, it was, 
I didn't know any of the people that like that they were meeting with. No, not Nothing. really. They're yeah, kind of no jumping idea from place to place. Really, what was going on? I also felt like the beginning did the same thing, where they were kind of like jumping from spot to spot to really set up this the James Bond's mission. And you didn't need it. It was only until later that I kind of all the pieces fell together. So you didn't actually need all that beginning stuff. Like mm-hmm. it would have come together with the explanations anyways. It only was like a little more confusing in the beginning when they were kind of just throwing stuff at you. Yeah. Without really any other explanation. Yeah. So yeah. So I guess we can get into some ratings here. Yeah. So we did have ratings from the other hosts. I'm not sure if they were going to record them separately. Probably the answer to that is no. Right. So we may as well just give the their yeah. stuff. So you want to read Alex's there? Uh, what his number was? Oh, I can, I'll read it here. Yeah. He says, not the best Bond movie with a sub, but pretty good. Seven for subs, five for Bond movies, 69 for love story, and favorite spy code name. Triple X, yeah. You, mine, you dirty dog. And then we had a seven and a half from our boy Zach. And that is not a Zach fact. That's a true fact. Seven mm-hmm. and a half. And then we got a surprising five from Brom. I guess he didn't He didn't love it. Probably. My guess is that it's going to be something like the production value, kind of those weird stunts and how kind of silly it really got at yeah. certain times. Again, again it can't it's, a, goofy. it's a pretty, pretty goofy film. Um, I'm going to come in at a six and a half, I think. Oh, are you? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so I actually, I had a lot of fun watching this. I do think that it was pretty obvious they were about to jump the shark of sorts. Um, cause or, Moon- uh, bite the shark? Bite the shark. Because uh, Moonraker, by all accounts, is absurd. They were, it wasn't supposed to be the next one after Moonraker, but uh, because of Star Wars and how like popular that was, they made this weird Space James Bond where he was like in space and um, basically it's like the worst. Because why not? So it did seem like they were maybe they were starting to tail towards some of the more silly aspects of James Bond at this point. Um, but I don't know. I had a lot of fun watching it. I thought Jaws uh, was a really, really fun bad guy. I kind of I enjoyed his kind of like continual unstoppableness. Uh, throughout the film and every time that you kind of got to see him battle and almost die and then turn out not to die and stuff. So I, I, I had a lot of fun. I do think – I wish submarines were more prominent. They are very vital to the plot, but we don't actually get to see too much going on with them. Mm-hmm. Um, although a plus for a submarine car, which is always a benefit. Also, weird thing, if people want to watch – uh, I can't recall if it's the first or second cannonball run. I feel like there are multiple things in that can in one of the cannonball runs that steal directly from this film. Oh, really? Yeah, including driving a very similar looking car into the water, turning it into a submarine, and I believe shooting a thing, a, a rocket. Really? Out of it. Yeah. Ooh. Jackie Chan's in the in the car. They also have that. They have a submarine car in Kingsman Two, and that's very James Bondy as well. Yeah, those are very fun movies. Uh, what do you about you? What do you got? I'm gonna come in at like a six. I liked I like some of the cheesiness, the ski scene. I mean, that's just like total seventies, especially with the music. Some of that effect with the boat shooting out really <laughs> threw me off. But like you said, Jaws is a great super villain. He's un- like you said, he's unstoppable. He's almost inhuman. He literally gets shot in the teeth and it deflects off yep. and it doesn't doesn't even phase him. He's so good. Some of the stuff I thought that I guess I was kind of put off by how horny James Bond was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like what what am I watching here? This is really odd. Like I can't watch this uh if my family's around. <laughs> like, what is this dirty film you're watching, Kyle? So that being said, 
submarine car was awesome. I even went and I looked up that Lotus right afterwards because I thought, man, you know, several years have passed. What are these things going for online? Because they'd be really fun to <laughs> screw around with. But they're still expensive. Oh. Unfortunately. But yeah, fun movie. Like the banana suit and ski scene. Egypt got really confusing. All right, so I'm kind of flying by the seat of my pants a little bit for my section, so <clears throat> I'm gonna do some trivia, but we'll see. We'll see how many I can kind of collect uh, as we got kind of go along. So there was a lot of trouble with production of this film. Uh, one was just trying to get a director at all. So originally they approached Steven Spielberg, who was in post production of Jaws at the time that uh, this film was going into pre production. Can you imagine? It'd been amazing. Yeah. If he's like, I just directed a movie called Jaws, and I will have a bad guy named Jaws. Yeah. So, uh, and then the first director they actually got it because he he eventually decided against it, or they decided against him. I'm not sure. Probably he decided against it. Uh, and the first director attached to the film was Guy Hamilton, who directed the previous three Bond films, but he left after getting the opportunity to direct 1978 film Superman. Although he didn't actually end up directing that. That was Richard Donner. So he Ooh. got the opportunity, but then ultimately that didn't work out. Shoot. They ended up turning to Louis. Gilbert, uh, who had directed the er earlier Bond film, You Only Live Twice. So that ended up being who the person was. So once that was finished, they uh, were trying to finish the script, but had to go through many revisions and numerous writers. Uh, originally, they wanted to use the famous the the famous Ernst Stavro Blofeld. Blof, Blofeld. Blofeld. Wait, was it Blofeld? Yeah, Blofeld. That was supposed to be the, the bad, bad guy? guy. Yeah, but uh, Kevin McClory, who owned the film rights Thunderball, forced an injunction on Ann Pictures against using Blofeld. Blofeld, Jesus, I can't say it. Um, or Spectre, so they weren't able to use either of those things in the film. So this this was pending, Dang. and so in order to kind of just get around the injunction and not delay production any further, mm -hmm. they made up a new villain, Stromberg, who's basically just a Blofeld uh, stand-in yeah. for this. Yeah. So come on, Curd, you could have been better. Yeah, I guess the so Jaws and, and Sandor, the two the, that was Sandor was kind of the stocky guy, and Jaws was the other one. They okay. were based on. Soul Horror and Slugsy Morant, I guess, who were from Slugsy? the book. Slugsy? Yeah, so they were named Saul and Slugsy in the book, I guess. So Ian Fleming didn't want them to actually adapt the book. So they were only able to use the name of the novel and not the actual novel. So apparently the plot of the novel has not much to do with this actual film. Interesting. Yeah, that's kind of interesting, right? I'm also, I didn't even know that James Bond had novels associated you didn't with it. know that it was based on a series of novels no there are no a whole bunch clue. of them yeah ian fleming interesting yeah so yeah yeah no i'm i'm, I'm guessing you would enjoy <laughs> them although you don't you do i did i did just pick up a book from the library what? the other day yeah wow it's about a western it is it is a western or about a western sorry it is a western <laughs> <laughs> it's a book about westerns the it's like a book about yeah. western books mm -hmm. um <laughs> wow, that's crazy. I didn't I didn't think you were much of a, a book guy. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Uh yeah. And as I said, this was this kind of was a preceding Moonraker that actually reused kind of part of this plot. So the idea of Moonraker is also to destroy mankind and create a new race slash new civilization, which is kind of uh, Is it on the moon? Uh yes, it is actually. <laughs> James Bond goes to the moon in that one. Did you, did you not know that? I've never seen it. Yeah. Well, anyways, apparently Catherine Deneuve was willing to play the female lead, so the the Bond the Bond girl. If okay, you will you say so? She had a normal rate of four hundred thousand uh, dollars per picture, but she said, "Oh, I'd do it for 
250,000. So she cut okay. it from 400,000 to 250,000. But the producer, Broccoli, that's his name, Broccoli, uh, would not pay above $80,000. So I didn't Seriously? Even, yeah, I don't even know who that is. Catherine Deneuve? I got, oh, oh Deneuve. Okay, yeah. So now, now, now that I'm reading it correctly, oh. I do know the name. Okay. Catherine Deneuve. Uh, so anyways, that kind of gets me to my, um, gets me to my who's, or, uh, what ifs for the casting. Sure. So what other Bond girls, because this was, this was Barbara Bach. Yeah. So what other Bond girls would have been good in this one? So, do you know any other Bond girls, by the way? Oh man, not off the top of my head. You don't know any because there's, there's really I don't know super Holly Berry. One. There we go. Okay, so how yeah. about Holly Berry as the agent? It would also be, or you could say someone else. <laughs> or Naomi just yes, gets no. blown up. Um, I don't know. I don't know. You don't know whether that if would I'd work. Want, yeah. If I, yeah, I don't know. Because uh, she can't, <laughs> Nolly Berry would look at me like, oh, she's Russian. She's really got that great Russian accent. And you're like, no, no thanks. Probably not. Uh, what about, oh shit, I can't even find a good list. Uh, what was the Christmas, Dr. Christmas? Um, what are you talking about? Uh, it was the the wife of Charlie Sheen is one of the Bond girls. God damn it. I'm really screwing this one up because there's a whole bunch of them. Great podcast in here, Jamie. I know. I screwed it up. So anyways. Uh, so the one you gave me. No. <laughs> Rose, what about I'm Rose? sure we could find a spot for Holly Berry. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, fuck it. That's the end of that one. Holly Berry. There we go. No. Oh, oh, but there is one more I do remember. Oh, Ed Harris? Ed Harris. <laughs> um, uh, well, obviously Ed Harris. Oh, Kim Basinger. She's another one. Do you know Kim Kim Basinger? Man, if I saw if I saw What about Jane Seymour? I don't know any of these. She was the mom who was in Wedding Crashers who wanted Owen Wilson to touch her tits. Oh, really? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. What about in. Terry Hatcher? She was in one too, apparently. Wait, like the like from Superman. Isn't she also in that Desperate Housewives show? Yeah, or she something? was in Desperate Housewives, yeah. Sure, yeah. She could be in it. <laughs> this is a real good one. Like, yeah. 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 No, that uh, also I works. guess. I guess. That whatever. one also works. And that one also works. Yeah. But mainly Ed Harris. But mainly Ed Harris, yes. And I would want him I would want him to be the woman that Stromberg tries to kill in the beginning. But, you know, drops in the shark tank. Yeah. He drops in, punches a shark in the face, gets out soaking wet, beats the hell out of curd, and then now he's curd. I bet James Bond would do him. Oh. <laughs> he would do anything. <laughs> You had Harris with a wig? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Uh, and then just a quick Phantom Zone. Engage the Phantom. Phantom's engaged, sir. So, I mean, it's not even hard to do. Because no? you, you know the guy. Kurt Jurgens. Kurt. Our boy Kurt which we used previously in uh, Enemy Below. And I went to, uh, the Russians are coming, the Russians are coming uh, through Bickle, Theodore Bickle in that one. And from there, we can kind of move forwards um, just the way that we did it for the Russians are coming, the Russians are coming, or 
enemy below. Ooh, so it's not even that hard. I didn't even have to think about it. Didn't have to do any research. Just like my trivia, which I also didn't do anything for. Wow. You are a uh, bang up podcaster today. Yeah, maybe you could uh, edit that so I don't sound so idiotic <laughs> for a little bit of it. Nope, it'll be there. Not happening? No. Okay. Well. All right. Let's wrap this thing up with Subs Worldwide. It's, it's Subs, subs, subs. Worldwide. World, world. Wide. Wide. So we are in the third week of Cold War Movie Month, and we saw British submarines. So I figured, well, what the heck? Britain was around at the time of the Cold War, was it not? So I went with the Amphion class. Oh, I like that. Amphion, what does that mean? I don't know. It's just, it's the name of the first one that they uh, produced. It was originally designed for using in the Pacific War, but only two were actually completed by the end of all that action in World War II. So... Kind of sucks. They were modernized and used until the 70s. And the reason that they uh, decided to make these was after the attack on Pearl Harbor, the Brits realized that they needed something more badass and decided to go to replace their old ones that were very slow and couldn't really dive deep enough, and they made these. A benefit to these also is they only took eight months to build while the prior took 15 months. So... Quite the jump in time, almost twice as fast. And after after they were put into service, their primary objective was to intercept Soviet submarines. So specs for these things, they are 280 feet long. They can cruise along at 18 and a half knots on the surface, only eight knots while submerged. They have a range of 10,500 nautical miles at 11 knots on the surface. While submerged, they can cruise to... 16 nautical miles. Oh. Not super far. That's not bad. That's not great at all. Yeah. No. They can dive to 500 foot. They can also hold 61 officers and men combined. It's almost as much as our submarine can hold. Almost. Well, it's funny because I was looking at the submarines that were produced around this this time, and it was this and then the X-Class, which can only hold four. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Remember Submarine X-1? I don't remember. What's that? Can we recap the whole film right now? Yeah, we could do it. All right. Uh, For weapons, they had six 21-inch bow torpedo tubes, four 21-inch torpedo tubes in the stern. They could hold either 16 torpedoes or 26 mines. Hold on. This one's going to get pretty long. So they also had had one four-inch gun. Wow. So just a four-inch gun? Yeah. Four-inch diameter. Four-inch gun. Yeah. Click, click. (laughs) As long as my finger. And they actually put those on the subs during the Indonesia-Malaysia confrontation in the 60s. What? My favorite Uh, confrontation. I know. We all got to have one. Uh, It also had the Orlikon 20-millimeter cannon and three machine guns. So, the Amphion class is the class of submarine. How do I word this? That ha- that is the last sub lost in service. Oh wow, really? Yes, in 1951. Oh really? That's a long time ago. A long time ago. So the HMS Affray went down and with 75 sailors on board. It was lost during a simulation called Exercise Spring Train with a smaller crew, skeleton crew, which makes you wonder. Oh, I know we're running skeleton crew right now. So they only had 50. 
they had 50 people like actively working and then they had more people on board for training. So they were just kind of, oh, we're in sub training. But what, what, why is this considered in like active like active duty or whatever? Like it's the last one lost. Well, it's the last one lost period. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Oh, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Okay. And so everything was going fine. The exercise was going and people expected the sub to return back to home because it needed repairs because it had leaking battery compartments, which is already not good. Probably shouldn't send it out during that. So a boat saw it, a ship saw it going down. You know, they did a little, hey, you know, we're here. And then nobody, it radioed in, did its checks for a while. Nobody heard from it uh, like the next day. So to find it, there were 24 boats from four different nations that went out to look for it. And even one of the subs went and sat on the bottom of the ocean floor so that other subs could train and pick up what that would look like from their sonar. And during this time, all the other Amphion class subs were ordered to stay in port because nobody knew why the heck it went why down. Why happened, yeah. They didn't want to lose another one. During the search, actually, there's some weird things that happened, but uh, Morse code was picked up by several boats and it said we're trapped on the bottom but nobody that couldn't help nobody could find it nobody could like locate them based on that so some of the weird things that happened there were rumors that russia <laughs> could have been involved in it and there was something strange a something massive was found on the bottom of the ocean floor like they picked it up but then they thought that's way too big to be the affray so they skipped over it they went back to the same area the next day. That thing was gone. Mm. Makes you wonder, doesn't it? And another weird kind of a supernatural thing. The captain, the wife's cap, the captain's wife bleh, ha- saw a ghost that told her the location of the sub where it was down turned out to be completely accurate. <laughs> I right. was like, that's kind of weird. Okay. But anyway. <laughs> I don't believe that. <laughs> yeah. So there are a few speculations for the cause as to the sinking. One, it could have been a battery explosion. Uh, the second one was they had a snorkel that they referred to as a snort mast. It was found out to be faulty. Maybe that got stuck open, totally flooded the sub. It is still sunk. They have not brought it up. And it is labeled a controlled site, which means if you want to scuba dive to it, you have to get permission from the Ministry of Defense. I can't even believe you can. That actually kind of reminds me because – so I don't know if you noticed what the submarine in the James Bond in, in um, Spy Love Me, uh, what the submarine was called. So it's called the USS Wayne. They were wearing hats that mm-hmm. said it. Um, but its number was, I think, 593, uh, which corresponds to the USS Thresher, which was actually a boat, a U.S. boat that sunk in the 60s or something like that. And so you're talking about the last one for Britain. This was, you know, I don't know if this is the last one for America, but it was one that was in the 60s. It was doing training off Cape Cod and uh, it had kind of went down and was doing the same thing where it was communicating up to yeah. let everyone know everything's fine, everything's fine, everything's fine, everything's fine. And then they're like, oh, something's going wrong. We've got a little bit of a leak here. We're controlling it. We are tilted up. We're going to be blowing our ballast and heading upwards. Yeah. And then everything became garbled and they lost contact with it. And it ended up being destroyed. Uh, 
they they kind of figured out why there was some kind of um freezing that happened in the um, blowing of the ballast so they weren't able to like blow the ballast or something because oh. at that like depth that they were at the test depth it actually the condensation uh would freeze and then not allow anything to be released and then once that happened there was the leak got bad enough that the engines weren't able to be turned on so they weren't able to surface either and they ended up wow. sinking all the way to the bottom so they kind of fixed that defect uh so it shouldn't happen anymore but one of the really interesting things about that also is that they uh, got the Titanic, the the people who ended up finding the Titanic with yeah. their like deep, super deep sea. And part of them kind of funding them to go find the Titanic was like a clandestine mission to find two different sunken submarine locations. And when they went down, first of all, it took forever. So they really only had like three days to find Titanic, which yeah. was like crazy. And the guy was like super bummed because he was convinced he wasn't going to be able to find it in such a short amount of time. But then when they went down for both those submarines, because of how deep it was where they sunk, mm-hmm. he said it. the submarines looked like they had been through a paper shredder. Really? They were just like in a million pieces, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Kind of crazy. That is crazy. T- totally exploded. I mean, or imploded slash then fell apart or whatever. Dang. Yeah. I, and I mean, now, that's what I read. I don't know if it's like, like fake news or whatever, but. Now, when they went down, were they in, I mean, I assumed it's not an ROV. They were, it was a manned vehicle, right? Oh, I don't know. I don't know what they did with the first, okay. the first time they discovered Titanic or whatever. I actually don't think it was manned. I think, oh, it, would, okay. I think it would have been an ROV. But that would make you really nervous if you see something like that. Yeah, like, maybe. Ah, it's <laughs> <laughs> going up. Um, so yeah, that's it. So if you could just edit the uh, part where I look like an idiot, that'd be great, Kyle. That's not going to happen. Awesome. Thanks for listening to Submersion. Find us on SoundCloud and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Can't get enough of us? Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday. And if you like what you heard, please go ahead and give us a rating.